0: Psalm 30 I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up, and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those who have gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I'll give thanks to you forever. Lamentations, chapter 1, verses 16 through 22. For these things I weep. My eyes flow with tears. For a comforter is far from me, one to revive my courage. My children are desolate, for the enemy has prevailed. Zion stretches out her hands, but there is no one to comfort her. The Lord has commanded against Jacob that his neighbors should become his foes. Jerusalem has become a filthy thing among them. The Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled against his word. But hear, all you peoples, and behold my suffering. My young women and young men have gone into captivity. I called to my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and elders perished in the city while seeking food to revive their strength. See, O oh Lord, how distressed I am. My stomach churns. My heart is wrung within me, because I have been very rebellious. In the street the sword bereaves, and the house it is like death. They heard how I was groaning with no one to comfort me. All my enemies heard of my trouble. They are glad that you have done it. Bring on the day you have announced and let them be as I am. Let all their evil doing come before you and deal with them as you have dealt with me because of all my transgressions. For my groans are many and my heart is faint. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 2-16 Make room in your hearts for us, we have wronged no one we have corrupted no one we have taken advantage of no one i do not say this to condemn you for i said before that you are in our hearts to die together and live together i often boast about you i have great pride in you i'm filled with consolation i'm overjoyed in all our affliction for even when we came into macedonia our bodies had no rest but we were afflicted in every way disputes without and fears within but god who consoled the downcast consoled us by the arrival of titus and not only by his coming but also by the consolation with which he was consoled about you as he told us of your longing your mourning your zeal for me so that i rejoice still more for even if i made you sorry with my letter i do not regret it though i did regret it for i see that i grieved you with that letter though only briefly now i rejoice not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance For you felt a godly grief, so that you were not harmed in any way by us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret, but worldly grief produces death. For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. At every point you have proved yourselves guiltless in the matter. So although I wrote to you, it was not on account of the one thing you did wrong nor on account of the one who was wronged, but in order that your zeal for us might be known to you before God. In this we find comfort. In addition to our own consolation, we rejoice still more at the joy of Titus, because his mind has been set at rest by all of you. For if I have been somewhat boastful about him, I was not disgraced. But just as everything we said to you is true, so our boasting to Titus is proved true as well. And his heart goes out all the more to you, as he remembers the obedience of all of you and how you welcomed him with fear and trembling. I rejoice because I have complete confidence in you. Good morning, and welcome to the fourth Thursday after, Lent, after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 30, Lamentations 1 and Second Corinthians 7. And I really like Paul's phrase here: "Godly grief." Um, we, I think, as, as Americans in particular, we have a problem feeling anything but what we want to feel. Uh, the emotions that we don't want, we think are bad. Uh, we want to try and rush through them and get rid of them. Um, and that's a problem. Uh, that's you know that's emotional malnourishment, spiritual malnourishment. Um, one thing that I really appreciate about myself as as I think as a veteran and what I've seen in a number of other veterans um, is that many times they're open uh, and they experience uh, a much wider range of emotional experiences. And part of that comes from combat, I think, and military service and training. Um, the highs and lows of combat in particular... Um, you know, you have to acclimate to it. And it's just like the heat. After a while, 110-degree heat doesn't feel all that bad because it's all you know. In the same way, um, it's not just in one direction, but the more you experience the joy, the grief, the more you become accustomed to the fact that you have more than three or four emotions. Um, but when we come home or when we get out of the military, we return to... Um, you know, civilian society, American society, which doesn't like anger, doesn't like disappointment, um, is kind of obsessed with feeling good, um, and so this, this, these experiences that soldiers and veterans have, um, it's not that they can't process them; it's that we, I think, we live in a society that makes it difficult to process complex emotions and experiences. Um, we want quick and easy. Um, we want um you know uncomplicated um and i speaking from living in britain for a year this i i do think that americans in particular have this aversion um and it isn't a human thing it's it's at least an american thing um and so when paul talks about godly grief um it might sound kind of foreign cuz he's like grief is good Um, You know, we read from the Book of Lamentations, which scholars believe was written by Jeremiah as he saw uh, Jerusalem destroyed by uh, the Assyrians, I think. Um, And, you know, it's a deep and abiding grief. He's just seen not only his own um, community destroyed, but he was called to preach repentance to them, and they didn't. And so he's like doubly grieved because... You know, he has to preach against his own people. Um and by not responding, not only has he had to go through with preaching against them, he also has to watch their destruction. Um and so Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. And I think uh on my website, I am loganamai dot com, I have uh I think I have my my lecture that I did on Jeremiah. Um but we don't and, and also the the overabundance of men in the military, um, and what American culture has done to men about shutting down complicated emotions like grief. Um, when we ha- some of the experiences that we have um, that inspire grief watching friends die, um, watching innocent civilians die, um, watching property get destroyed and children orphaned. Those are you know incredibly disheartening experiences that should naturally cause grief. Not guilt, but grief. Um, But it is important to point out that guilt is related to grief. It's like heartfelt grief. Um, It's grief at something that you have done. Grief at um, the person that you perhaps want to be, um, you have failed to be. I mean, I think you feel grief much more strongly if you are trying to be a good person or not, if you don't give a shit. I don't think you feel grief as much. Um, And it's important to actually figure out what that grief or that guilt is for. Um, When I came home from Iraq, I didn't know it at the time. I wouldn't have put it into words. But I really deeply wanted someone to talk to me about what I had and hadn't done uh, in Iraq and what moral significance those actions had instead i got party lines about just war and pacifism i got you know nothing you do is is a problem you know luther said this and machiavelli said that it, you know it's up to the prince and blah 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 and i'm like what how is that even fucking relevant um you know we're in a democracy so it's not that everything you know shit rolls uphill every time um uh but guilt um is a close kissing cousin of shame, and that I think is what uh, Paul refers to when he talks about worldly grief. Worldly grief produces death. When um, you know, when some people um, weren't happy um, that I did not, refu- you know, pacifists were, you know, dismayed that I didn't seek discharge or that um, I speak up in favor of soldiers and veterans um in military families um i got the sense that i i didn't express enough shame you know enough like self-loathing to be considered you know progressive or, or or woke or something that is worldly grief um it produces death because i was expected to feel guilt for something that i did not do i didn't kill innocent civilians well i have a high degree of certainty that i didn't kill uh innocent civilians um you know, not everything that I did was worthy of guilt, and not everything I did is worthy of of pride either, but there are some things. Um, and there's definitely segments of American Christianity that want, you know, these easy answers, particularly around war and peace, that, you know, they're like binary options. Military service is either supposed to be up on a pedestal and we're all like falling down worshiping them, which we'll do on July 4th, um, or... The military is all evil, and the only good soldier is um, the soldier that, you know, can't get over his own grief. That grief causes death because it's false. Um, but that it, but grief and guilt, those are experiences that we should feel and express as human beings, you know, much less soldiers and veterans. Um, so um, I encourage anyone who is or was in the military don't take at face value what other people tell you about your experiences. Search your own heart. Search your own memories. Search the Bible. And if you need help, go to PPHQ. find out how to get in touch with me. I will have that conversation with you, if no one else will. Um, because you are not either all you know, evil or all um, good. You're human. You're capable of both, just like everybody else is. Um, and if you feel grief and guilt, Know that those are good. Those are right. Those are the natural responses to experiences like those we often encounter in the last twenty years. Um, while our country has been at war, things are changing. Um, but if you've been in, you know, for any amount of time in the last twenty years or so, you've experienced some, you know, some amount of experiences of of uh, action and activities that. That may inspire grief. They might also inspire pride. And that may be worth it. That may be important. If you threw yourself on a grenade and lived, I suppose, if you're listening to me, if you threw yourself on a grenade, be proud of that. That's worthy of the saints. Um, like The instinct to, to level out all of our experiences, um, I don't think, is something that God wants. Uh, God made us capable of so many varying uh moral acts and experiences and they're all good or the ones that are good come naturally the ones that bring death um are not natural and we have to be careful to distinguish between the two um and it's it grieves me um that millions of soldiers and veterans um lack you know basic resources to help them think through what it means to be christian soldiers and veterans um you know it's it's not um you know don't believe what other people tell you about your own experiences believe yourself believe in god uh, and believe that no matter what you've done good bad or indifferent um you belong and are loved you belong with and are loved by god A prayer for a person in trouble or bereavement from the Book of Common Prayer. Merciful God, who's taught us that in your holy word you do not willingly afflict or grieve anyone, look with pity upon the sorrows of your servants for whom our prayers are offered. Remember them, O Lord, in mercy. Nourish their souls with patience. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.